Jeff and Jeremy here with Dumbass of the Day, brought to you by Peterson's U-Cart. They're in A-Town. Big box stores can be overwhelming for both customers and employees. Don't waste your time and your money when it comes to landscape supplies. Trust the folks at Peterson's U-Cart in A-Town. They load, you cart, you save. How pathetic can some people be? I uh, coach tennis besides doing this. Yeah. Uh, I coach a high school boys team about an hour north of here. And it's a very ritzy, well-to-do kind of, hmm, kind of town. And my biggest challenge as a tennis coach is the pep talk. Right? Because how do you fire up a tennis team? <laughs> like, how do you motivate kids that have everything? You know, I'm like, I'm out there the other day. I'm like, you know what, guys? The other team, they think you're poor. <laughs> <laughs> they think you rent your summer houses. They think both your parents work. What are you going to do about it? Let's go. Mitt Romney on three. (laughs) Dumbass of the day. 93.3 KZOZ. Principal in New York City is under fire. She was so anxious for summer to start. Didn't you all just have like a year off? Like, if you know what? If I was President Biden, I would make kids go to school through the summer this year. Be like, you know what? You had the whole damn year off. You're going to school. You're catching up, damn it. Well, the teachers were there working, right? They were just doing it on Zoom? I don't know. I mean, I say there's a lot of catch up to do. We got got a country's future at stake here. Okay, let's rally the troops. You guys, it's one summer. Go to school this summer. One principal was so like overworked in the Gramercy Park neighborhood. She sent an email to parents last week letting them know that there would be no in-person or remote classes the final week of school. But that students need, still needed to, quote-unquote, sign in electronically each day to satisfy the attendance requirements of the school district. What? Yeah, she was basically asking, this is the principal, asking the kids to cheat and get an extra week Why off because she... she wanted to have an extra oh, week off. Oh, I see. Because, you know, the three months isn't enough. Yeah. Yeah. The three the months. Two and a half. I don't know what, what they the get. The three months plus two. the last pen or whatever it was that you were able to work at 20% capacity. This upset some parents, rightfully so, because they were given no explanation as to why the decision to sign in each day electronically was necessary. Those parents have to think about what am I going to do with my kids while I go to work because I don't get a summer vacation. So now I have to arrange daycare or whatever. One extra week because the principal wants to go to wherever. One parent complained, my complaint essentially, said there was ever a year for more instruction rather than less. This is the year for more instruction. A lot of frustration over this. Having kids cheat to sign in for classes that aren't happening. <laughs> Gosh, what a, great, what a great example. And you're the principal. New York. Can you just took it couldn't you just take the last week off if you wanted to? It's not like you're teaching class. Maybe she thought she was doing everybody a solid by giving them an extra week off after a tough year of sitting at home. So and what learning. ended up happening to the principal out of this? Did she get in trouble? Or he It doesn't it, it, she's being investigated she, as as of right now. 
Uh, the Department of Education has since instructed the principal to contact the parents and let them know that students will be required to attend classes, and that happened this week. This is the week in which they have to attend the classes. This was the week that she tried to get off early. Yeah. Well, you know, she a lot got of, in trouble, but I think she's going to keep her job. A lot of good deals out there for travel right now. Jeez. Oh, lazy. What? Like, lead Just by trying example. To get on a cruise again or something. Hey, I got to go the week before the 4th of July, though. Lead by so example, Stacy Goldstein. <laughs> she's like, uh, hey, listen, if you guys all sign in like we're here, <laughs> then we can get an extra week off. You down? I'm sure the kids were down for that. Parents, not so much. Why aren't you in school? Oh, principal said all we had to do is log on electronically today. What? What's that all about? She needs to go work for a private school, maybe. She needs to get out of the education business. If she's looking to scheme the system to get a week off, she needs to get out of the education business. How stupid is it to think, okay, if you're going to try to get away with something, you want the least amount of people to know about it, right? So what do you do? You send out an email to all these kids and their parents so so everybody knows. Not the parents. I mean, well, I guess, yeah, it was was sent to the parents. Because they had to make sure that their kids logged in, right? Now you got everybody wanting to know why is All right, what is so going on. Here's the deal. Let's I, ask some questions. I found a loophole uh, that allows us to take the last week off of school if we just sign in electronically. You guys do. What about all the other teachers? Like, did you what really were they think you were going to get all twelve hundred students or whatever, how many ever students it was, on board with that plan without one parent saying, "Uh, no, my kids need to learn." Come on. Yeah, what do you got? Twenty, thirty teachers? Like they're like, why are we taking an Better extra week shot off? Winning the lottery. Yeah, no kidding. Idiot. Lazy principal, short timer. The name of uh, this is this is what ca- cracks me up. Okay, the name of the school is School of the Future. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're short timing it. <laughs> school of the Future means we are lazy asses. <laughs> Congratulations, Principal Goldstein. You're Jeff and Jeremy's dumbass of the day. Jeff, Jeremy, we got Whitney on Farmers uh, back tonight. Full, full force, full fledged uh, music, food, the whole thing. Hey, Whitney. Hi. How are you? Uh, we're doing good. good. I wasn't here last week. I plan on uh, making it uh, tonight. Um, what? Um, how did Glad everything? You made it home safely. Thank you. It wasn't. It was an issue. Um, <laughs> we literally we took off in a storm. Like you could see the storm rolling across. Like Florida's so weird because it's flat, so you could see the storms coming in. Right. And then he's like, he's like, okay, uh, they they push back our time. Uh, there's four minute intervals. Uh, we're hoping we can get off before the storm. As the storm's coming onto the runway, we're taking off. Right. <laughs> Way worse than Tower of Terror or anything else that you could get on. It was like, and we were sitting in the back of the plane, right? So it was like. When you see a scene in a movie and before the plane goes down, that's the kind of turbulence that, oh, we, oh my that we experienced. It was nuts. People, like, literally, like, were, were like, if their seatbelts weren't on tight. Right, they were up. They, were, they were coming up over their, like, the, the, the seat was, you know, there. they were staying up here and the seat was dropping out from underneath them, up, up ahead of me. Because wow. you could see everybody because you're in the back of the plane. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And my wife reaches across the aisle. Because I was sitting on the other side of the aisle, 
and across our sun, and she grabs my hand. She just squeezes it because she thinks we're going down. Yeah, no kidding. Oh it was it was this it was the scariest thing. Pilots are up there going, huh? <laughs> no, the the um, flight attendants got on the thing, and they're like, "Hey, everybody, make sure you put your seatbelts on tight uh, because this is some pretty bad turbulence." And that's all oh, I that's said. The worst. That's I had all that happen the- to me in Denver, and it's just the absolute worst. But you forget that traveling this time of year that it's so hot on the ground, and yeah. once you get up. Hi, it's and cold. The cold air, yeah. That so you're disturbed. going to. Yeah. Get, I mean, even though there it was a storm in Orlando, it was a storm that was rolling through. Wow. But even on our um, descent into Reno at nighttime, it was like eleven fifteen at night. Our descent into Reno because it was hot on the ground and oh, cold in the air. Yeah, it's same. it was clear skies. Nevada is the worst. So that's the scariest flight I've ever had was taking off out of Las Vegas. And I was on the back, very last seat. It's the only time my feet have ever sweat that I know of. Yeah. And I was wearing flip-flops. And I remember my feet were sweating. I was, it was so bad. It was shaking up and down for probably, I mean, on and off for a couple of, like, I don't know, 45 to 60 seconds. But it was violent. Probably nothing like what you dealt with. But, oh, my God, that's awful. It was, yeah, it was nuts. And these pilots, about- they do it all the time, right? Because, you know, this is what they do for a living. So they're used to flying into storms and all this kind of stuff. They but probably get a kick out of it. this is what I don't understand, okay? When you're in a plane like that, and this was a good five minutes at takeoff, okay, that this were, that we were experiencing this. And these pilots do this all the time. That's fine and dandy. But these planes... When you're hearing that plane jostle around and you're hearing parts of that plane go flexing and flexing, bending. Yeah, and bending. And, 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 and the plane in, in the back is making noise. That can't hold up. And you must have been thinking, I up. mean, it was like it was like taking a plane. We're going to be on the news tonight. Putting it in a washing machine. Right. <laughs> Were you flying over water when this happened? or Well, Florida's old, a lot of it's a yeah. swamp, I guess. <laughs> so you know, I mean, just were you thinking you were going down to the Everglades? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, I mean, there was a, there was a moment like I am pretty. I put a lot of faith in the pilots. Sure, yeah. I, I, I and I and I'm and I'm trying to keep the family calm because my daughter's freaking out as well. My son thinks it's awesome. He thinks he's, he's like, <laughs> of course. all right. He's this is cool. You know, it's more fun than the <laughs> Disney World ride. <laughs> but my daughter's freaking out because she sees my wife freaking out. And I'm trying to be the strong, you know, responsible one. But I'm going to be honest with you. I was scared crapless. I mean, I, I was like, yeah, I thought the, the minute that it did that drop where it la- launched that person uh, five rows up from us that wasn't wearing their seatbelt tight oh up, into the, up into the air, I was thinking, okay, this is probably not going to end well. But then we get up above the clouds and everything's fine. Yeah. Peaceful. Uh, no. Anybody like some uh, sparkling water or orange juice? <laughs> Maybe some ginger ale? Ginger ale and Bloody Mary mix, anyway. <laughs> yeah, um, I know the sound you're talking about. And it's, yes, it's, it's the, all it's the, the... fuselage moving. Well, it's that, but it's all the <laughs> all the people's carry-ons that are above you. And yes. it's jumbling up and down in the... Oh, it's the worst sound. But it sounds like the plane oh. is falling apart. Yes. Yes. And you're like, how does that... How can you continue to fly that from city to city to city to city to city? Here we go. And then, and then not... You know, have to make repairs to the to the airplane. Reason one hundred and seven why I'm never going to Florida because I don't want to deal with that kind of turbulence. In the summertime, yeah, you can't avoid it. <laughs> There's so many other places I can go. I don't need to go there. Like the farmers market? Yes. No. Farmers market, no turbulence. <laughs> yes, I'll go to the farmers market, but mm. I have to fly there. Unless what's the dude's name that juggles on the um on the unicycle? Oh, I don't know his real name. Well, unicycle his, juggle his name guy is, is the 
unicycling unicorn. The unicycling unicorn. Like the worst turbulence you have to worry about is him messing up and dropping a fake bowling pin on your head. Yeah. Like there a, is going to be some juggling tonight. Pin. I'm looking at the notes here. Whitney will send us notes of what we're going to talk about. Probably be so we stay <laughs> on task because we've spent the last six minutes talking about turbulence. An airplane. Yeah, so, it still doesn't work. <laughs> let's get to a break. We'll play a song. We'll come back with Whitney and we're going to run down your list. Okay. So we're Sounds on point. Good. Jeff and Jeremy in the morning. Jeff and Jeremy here. We got Whitney on. We were just talking about Jeff's uh, turbulence on his flight leaving Florida to come. It was coming back here uh, to the West Coast. And they were, you know, there was a storm coming in. They had to try to get off beforehand. And apparently they just got the front of it and they had a lot of turbulence. And we've all probably been on a flight that's jerked up and down. And when we were in college, we used to fly over uh, the Cascade Mountain Range. And whenever you would drop out of that into Seattle, the air temperature would go from pretty cold to pretty warm and you would get that and it was fine because i was used to it because we did it all the time but when you're in a different state a different part of the country uh different you know weather all this Storm kind of stuff is rolling on the horizon and, and the you, plane starts and the guy, jerking he decides okay now's a good time to get up before the storm hits us and, and so, i uh, <laughs> i'm the same way as you jeff i'm like you know what Play, oh the god they do this all the time they do it every day they do it every day and as you're jerking around you're like no no they got this they do it every day and then you're like oh my god okay i almost had a freak out there and it reminded of us of uh, this is what happens when you fly. The airlines are all bankrupt now, all of them. Things are already different. It's already a different experience. I was on a plane four days ago, cross-country flight on a major airline. And this is all true. About halfway through the flight, the plane took a nosedive. For about five seconds, we were in total freefall. And after that, they tried to sell us pictures of us looking terrified. <laughs> <laughs> I can see your face. They're eight ninety-five, <laughs> and I'm telling you, when you see it, you have to have it. But still, <laughs> <laughs> don't you wish they had a photo of you? Yeah, I would love to have seen how big your eyes were. So when, when it gets like that, I start looking to the around. Old. I start taking inventory of the people that are traveling on the plane, and every plane's got that person that has to travel, like you know, almost daily. Business, sure. Business traveler, um, even even ones living Orlando, the land of Disney World. And, and theme parks aplenty, um, there's going to be a business traveler on it. And I'm looking around and I'm sizing up the business. Tra- I got to find the business traveler, see how he's reacting to it, because however he or she is reacting to it. Yeah, he's just reading a magazine. Yeah, then I'm going to be like, okay, this is, this is normal. Nope. Business dude was freaking out as well. <laughs> and that's when I knew that it was a bad, a bad moment. Oh, man. Wow. Uh, no. Anyways, no, no, trip. no, no, uh, coast to coast flying for me. Not a fun trip. Not the summertime. Summertime yeah. is not. It's too, it's too hot. Because every time I fly, even out of here, you know, and I'm just flying to Seattle or whatever. I mean, that first, you know, sixty seconds, you're like, well, something bad's going to happen. It's going to happen now. And then once that's over, then you know, you're fine. So. Five, five minutes if you take off in a storm. There is no bad sixty seconds at farmers market. It's all good. The, I don't know. The the woman that has to go around and tell the cars to move might think that there's a bad, <laughs> like, 15 minutes. Well, if you are there by around 530 and your car's getting towed, that's a bad 60 seconds. But that's only going to happen to people that park somewhere they shouldn't. Right, Whitney? That's right. Yeah. And we we haven't, uh, we closed down streets now starting at 5 o'clock. So there's a whole hour of us now trying to make it happen. So I'm mean, looking at this. You got a lot of music here. What do you got? A bunch of music acts on different streets. Uh, it's we're are we back 100? percent 
Yes, the market is back. All of the things you missed were there last week. They'll be there tonight. It's just crazy. You can see people smiling. You can see live music. You can eat food. You can dance. It's just everything's there. Five blocks of super fun times. Mama's Meatball. Do they just sell big meatballs? <laughs> they, they sell all sorts of Italian food. They sell meatballs, pasta, lasagna. Uh, they even have like... Uh, Italian like wedding cookies and baked pies and other fun things that they make out of the restaurant. They have all sorts of fun. It, McClintock's items. are they the ones that have the huge line? Oh yes. It was it huge Their last line week. Was so long last week. Oh. People started lining up probably around like five thirty. Everybody's doing that. the same thing they're doing. What is so special about McClintock's? I I've been trying to figure this out. I've never stood in that <laughs> line. It's too long. I just don't understand. There's ribs and tri tip and all this barbecue you can get. Up and down, eight blocks of the damn place, but for some reason, everybody stands in their line. Well, you have to remember that a lot of people come to our market to create memories, and they've also heard about it. And so uh, McClintock's has been with us since day one. Like, they were, like, the first food vendor that joined the market in 83. And they have, you know, they do, like, the hollering and the whole, like, tri-tip on the grill. Like, kind of, it's kind of like a, a show, essentially. So you're not just, like, waiting in line for food. You're also, mm -hmm. like, enjoying the show that's happening and just it's just a cool experience you know at six o'clock they do the national anthem they have just a whole thing and it's just they're buying into the experience it's right. more than just try to it is it is just watching people barbecue meat and make a lot of noise is entertaining that's for sure <laughs> um i see here that ribline garcia's uh and a few other places actually help and donate some uh, food to your guys as volunteers that help get the market off the ground and running yeah, so we have a volunteer program uh, at the market where people are in the intersections helping people find their vendors, helping, you know, mitigate no dogs are allowed at the market. It is a California statewide health code, so they're helping with that piece, um, helping people find the bike valet and other mm. sorts of things. And to thank our volunteers, these vendors have donated meals, so at the end of the volunteer shift, our volunteers can then go get a free meal from Ribline, Garcia's Tamales, Lucille Crepes, Sugar Lip Donuts, or Cowboy Cookie. Um, so, yeah, huge shout out to them for helping us recruit volunteers and keep their bellies full. I should go and get the – are they still doing the cowboy cookie cookie ice cream sandwich? Oh, yes. Oh, boy. That sounds good. That's so good. <laughs> I think that was my favorite part last week. It was just like, oh, I remember this. Oh, I, it's just been so long. And, like, you just don't realize how long you – had gone without seeing these faces. How long, since I wasn't here, and I guess I can see this tonight, but how long was the Shins line? Ooh, they sold out probably two hours into the market, maybe a little bit before that. The I line can see was that. pretty long. What is Shins? Yeah. Is it sushi? What? It's the Korean barbecue. Yeah, like they, they do like teriyaki. And oh. See, nice. to it's, people people like good. us, you have to, it's, it's Korean barbecue to uh, Californians. But to um, people that aren't uh, native Californians, it's just called teriyaki. It's yes, weird because, <laughs> yeah, we had all these teriyaki places. It was teriyaki chicken and beef, and then you get rice and cabbage with it. It would come in a styrofoam thing. For $4. And this was everywhere in the Northwest. So and like, then, you know, like on every car, like, like as plentiful as Starbucks. Sauce. No sushi at all, really. It's probably changed now. But now it's like you come down here, there's no teriyaki, but except for there's now they're called Hawaiian barbecue restaurants, mm -hmm. and they serve the yeah. chicken. Yeah, but the problem teriyaki. was, okay, they were, like these teriyaki places would be like super good and super cheap. Like, because they'd be everywhere. So they were in high competition. Right. California, they realized, you know, the sushi places can do it. The Hawaiian barbecue places can do it. 
But by calling it Hawaiian barbecue or making it a sushi place, they charge like five times as much for what you were getting. You got to find the right place. I got a place off Grand over there by Smart and Final. They're pretty good and it's pretty cheap. It's like nine bucks. You get a big combo meal. Which and macaroni salad. to adjust for inflation of the nineties, that was probably yeah. very comparable. But back in the day, yeah, four fifty five dollars. Three ninety five. Yeah, three ninety five. Happy, happy teriyaki by the airport in Seattle was three ninety five. <laughs> and it was, I mean, it was you'd have leftovers. Look I mean, at that. Was, I wonder if they're still in business. <laughs> oh, look at that! Definitely up. left an imprint on you. All oh, right, yeah, so, Shins is Shins is very similar to that. I mean, but it's so good because it's cooked right there in front you of you. When you first brought the market back, uh, we couldn't eat at the market, but now we can eat at the market. There's tables and chairs, right? Yeah, it's cool. We have their, we have the tables and chairs we've always had on Broad Street, um, and a lot of the parklets are open and operating, so you can get food from the surrounding restaurants as well and eat in their parklets, which is kind of a cool new added element to what's the update on the parklet situation have you been abreast of that as far as like uh wasn't there going to be a meeting or something like that to see if they could they could be permanent stay yeah i think there was a council hearing on it but i don't know what the follow-up was as far as i know i mean what i've been told is they're here through at least the end of 2021 okay whether or not that has been like put into writing and signed off on i'm not sure but that's what people keep i know there's businesses downtown i walked into one yesterday and they were not happy about the park parklets because they're taking away parking but it's like well i don't know what to tell you i mean i like it yeah it's it's good energy anything like they they made it work however they could make it work and now they're gonna try to streamline and really like shape it up so the parklets will have a bit of a structure in place like they'll have to look a certain way there'll be like a certain amount of hours they have to operate so it's not just being space occupied with nothing happening all right so we got uh, we got a rock cover band on napomo we got uh, some juggling comedy acrobats acrobats on Ch- choro and Higuera. uh we got uh what is this acoustic covers of soft and pop rock yeah I think <laughs> does like- that mean they're gonna play steve winwood and uh what? hey you never know I'm, I'm going with like a john mayer vibe here oh uh, okay is All it right. is it um i think tonight's the night to go to the market is it fairly easy to find booking acts now as 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 you know because people are <laughs> they want to get out and work and they want to get out and get their their product out there i mean is it easier than it's ever been finding acts to play the market um i have gotten a lot of new people that have inquired i think the i think yes it's definitely good and people are responding uh we could always use more we always like to have variety and since we're running a market every thursday like we can essentially bring in five different acts every Thursday. So like that can, we can always accept more applications. So if entertainers want to come out like last week, the triple pants were out there and they, I should send you the video of their crowd. It was just so crazy. So many people, it kind of looked like concerts in the plaza a little bit. Wow. Like the tips were great and they were so stoked. They're excited to come back this week. Like it is a cool opportunity. If you're an entertainer, I think we had over like 7,000 people come through last week. Oh, wow. DowntownSlow.com. You. you can Great find out more about the market. Don't forget, no pets. Uh, of course, they do have a bike valet, so you can ride your bike down there. And you can uh, you go to DowntownSlow.com if you have any other questions. And we'll see you down there tonight, Whitney. Sounds good. See you from 6 o'clock to 9 o'clock. Subscribe to the Jeff and Jeremy podcast now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and YouTube. It's your Central Coast commute-friendly podcast.